Hello, and welcome to Binge Mode. Book of Mormon Binge Mode? Book of Mormon Binge Mode. Whoa, we nailed this intro on the first try, oh Brian. Oh my gosh, we didn't try this any more times than <laughs> once. Uh, How you doing, Jordan? I'm good, man. Got some post-conference withdrawals, <coughs> or PTSD, whichever yeah. one. A little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two-hour church, by the way. Two-hour church. Two-hour church. You heard it here first. I mean, you probably heard it here. You heard it everywhere, really. Le- legitimately, Keith Stubbs said it first. The comedy club owner in Salt Lake City. There you go. He went on Fox 13 News, did an interview, and said, if the church decides to do a two-hour church, they need to give me a little shout-out. So this is me giving a proxy shout-out. <laughs> uh, very Mormon of you <laughs> to do a proxy. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Very Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints of you. Oh, um, no. Should we get into it? Just one more thing. Yeah. One of my um, professors I worked with, or I work with, he was wondering if he could get baptized by proxy, but him still being alive. (laughs) (laughs) He just doesn't like to get wet. He just doesn't want, he just just wants us to do it, so he's covered. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that should be next conference rumor. Living proxy baptisms. Okay. Let's abridge some Book of Mormon. What do we read this morning or this week, Jordan? <laughs> well, this morning for some of us. Yeah. Messiah 21 to the end of Messiah. Abridging the records. All right, Brian. I'm abridging the records today, so keep it to yourself. Okay. Um, I always write too much, man. It's going to be an adventure <laughs> okay. again. Okay. Let's do it. If we remember what happened last episode... Limhi made a deal with the Lamanites. Mm-hmm. However, the Lamanites are under, um, not beginning to kill them, but they are starting to be really mean. They are. Yeah. They're, they're smiting them on the cheeks. <laughs> the cheeks, Brian. Putting heavy burdens on their backs. Lots of butt references. Even more explicitly, Messiah 11.3 says, They did treat them like they were a dumb ass. Brian, we're gonna have to bleep that out. <laughs> I know it's scripture. It is scripture. But I, uh, I'm gonna say they're not treating him just like a normal donkey, but a stupid donkey. Yeah, a dumbass. There's a mean a donkey that can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> Poor donkey can't speak. That's can't even say anything. Okay. Um. So they decide to fight the Lamanites, but the Lamanites beat them pretty easily, slaying a lot and slewing a lot. There were a lot of widows in the land because. Um, all the guys got killed, mm-hmm. which is bad because that means so many book clubs with so few books to read. <laughs> uh, they try to fight the Lamanites two more times. They lose. Uh, they humble themselves. Their burdens are lightened. Uh, there are so many widows. <laughs> There's just lots of widows going around. <laughs> Lamanite tells me to take care of the widows. Um, so they keep watch on the walls of the city during this because they want to find the priests mm-hmm. that stole the daughters or which something. we said would not come up again but definitely it definitely come up comes here, up yeah. again but i still have conspiracy <laughs> theories about it um so they so they capture who they think are the priests mm-hmm. but flashback to a while episode ago remember this whole story is being told to ammon mm-hmm. who got captured by people uh-huh they thought he was the priest. They thought he was the priest. They thought he was the murdering rapists that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was Ammon, and Gideon was like, nah, I'm pretty sure those are the priests. I definitely don't have the daughters tied up at my place. What? I thought you asked that. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> the whole daughters thing gets weird later on, yeah, too. Yeah, it does. Uh, so Limhi tells Ammon that they sent people up to find Zerhemla. I think you talked about this last episode, too. 
but they couldn't find it. They, they found Land of Desolation instead. They got the Jaredite plates. Mm-hmm. Um, but Limai is super excited that he knows somebody that can translate these plates because um, Messiah can, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ammon is bummed out, obviously, to hear all these stories about Noah and Abinadi and Alma. Um, Limai wants Ammon to baptize them, but Ammon's like, nah, I'm not, I'm not the guy for that. <laughs> Uh, Which again, this really famous missionary from the Book of Mormon's like, no, 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 I don't baptize. Yeah, I, I just it, teach. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Um, it's cool, but not really the missionary that we. <laughs> that we no, I know. After. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so Ammon and Limhi then devise a plan to escape from the Lamanites. Mm-hmm. To do this, they brought everyone together, so everyone could have a say in how do we escape. Which is probably a nice gesture, but not actually very helpful. <laughs> After much deliberation, a plan is chosen. And here is how the plan is going to go down. Okay, so first, they'll gather all the people, and then they'll just leave. That's what's the plan. <laughs> Gideon's like, whoa, 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 this is the best we came up with. Um, Gideon's like, hey, you remember how I like made all of this happen? I chased that guy up a tower and whatever. <laughs> Um, so they're like, let us speak or let me speak. And he's like, okay, so Gideon's idea is that, Hey, how about we get them all drunk and then we leave. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, yeah, let's do that. Uh, this works. They make it back to Zarahemla. They're stoked. Mosiah's stoked to mm-hmm. meet them. Okay. So now we cut back over to what's going on with Alma, which is, which is uh, like how many cuts we are going through here. It's, it's bonkers. Awesome. It's so it's, much fun. It's, yeah. It's bonkers. Okay. So Alma and his people, um, are running away from Noah, right? Mm-hmm. And they started their own city, and all the people are like, dude, you rock, you should be our king. And Alma is like, kings are dumb. Do you not remember Noah, who we literally just <laughs> went away from? Kings are the worst. Um, so Alma says, no, we're not going to have king, um, but I'll be like a high priest, right? Zoe says, mm-hmm. or the priest among the people. Um, so Alma's people prosper. They live in a city called Helam, which was in the land called Helam, which was called that because they named it Helam. Um, which is interesting. Helam, obviously Helaman later is is you know the armies of Hilleman. Right. But that's all from the name of this place. Which is right. cool. No, that's cool. Or it might have been a name before this, but I just never <laughs> I never thought like, oh Hilleman is a modification of Helam. Of Helam. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, let's see, where are we? So they're they're doing really well in this land, but eventually a Lamanite army encloses on the city of Helam. Everyone gathers in the city city, Alma tells them not to fear. Um they cry out. Um so actually, these Lamanites that showed up had actually been chasing Limhi and his people, mm-hmm. but they got lost, yeah. I guess, and they came across the people of Amulon, mm-hmm. who were one of the evil priests. Yes, so they actually found the priests that supposedly stole the daughters. Yep, but they don't punish them; they let them join the Lamanite army only because of the daughters, though. I don't think it mentions the daughters. It though. does. It, it says mentions, the daughters go up and no, say, it says their wives. Are they their wives? Yeah, now? yeah. I don't, the I don't know if it explicitly says it does, that. It does say it explicitly. I don't think so. Okay. Well. Listeners, this is where the, your epistles are for. Yeah. <laughs> because I was trying to fight, figure that out. Because it mentions they were the ones that sold the daughters. And it's like, but, so Amulon sends their wives out to go talk to him. Which I thought was just like a no, sign so of like. It says their daughters. Here, you keep going and I'm going to pull it up. Okay. Okay. I still think Gideon has them. No matter what you find. Uh <laughs> Okay, so Amulon joins the Lamanites, um, and he's part of this army now that's enclosing on Alma City. Mm-hmm. So the Lamanites show up, and Alma's basically like, you guys can just have the city, we'll go. And the Lamanites are like, okay, show us 
to the land of Nephi, which is where they just came from, right? No. Yeah, yeah, but they got lost, right? But they're really that bad, this direction. That's what I... Okay. Um, Where they came from. That's why I was wondering, did they mean Zarahemla? But no, they meant Nephi. Okay. Uh, They wouldn't kill him. Alma showed them the way, but they didn't keep their promise. They were taken prisoner by the Lamanites again. Okay, verse 33. And it came to pass that Amulon did plead with the Nephites, and he also sent forth their wives, who were the daughters of the Lamanites, to plead with their brethren, that they should not destroy their husbands. Gideon wrote that, though. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay, fine. Um, I missed that part. Okay. Um, So they take the Alma's people captive. Amulon is actually put in charge of Alma. Uh, and his people, and he starts to persecute them, which Alma and Amulon were co-workers before, because they were both priests, mm-hmm. so this is a power differential now he's yeah. kind of taking advantage of. He probably was really annoyed at Alma. Um, people start to pray, and he's like, I'll kill you guys if you pray, and so they no, don't he pray. D- he does kill some people. He, he does kill some yeah. people. Um, sorry, dude, I'm, I'm really screwing this no, you're abridgment good. up. Uh, anyway, they get out of there. <laughs> that's pretty much they escape. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, because God puts a sleeping curse on the Lamanites. Yeah. That's how. So they escape. Messiah's like, what? My other buds? This is fun. Messiah's super stoked. Messiah reads the record of Zenith and is frankly blown away. <laughs> he tells Alma to baptize everyone and start a church. The churches teach nothing except repentance and faith in God. And also that they shouldn't call each other Nephites anymore, but just be called members of the church of God. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting that it says the church only taught two things. Yeah. So that's kind of a, faith, repentance. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so things are great in Zarahemla until they are faced with their biggest problem yet. Kids. Youth. <laughs> the youth the of the church. <laughs> um, they were too young to remember King Benjamin mm-hmm. and his wicked, awesome Coachella he had. Yeah. Um, they don't care what their parents say, so they start leading people away into sin. These people are brought to Alma, and Alma's like, uh, I don't, doesn't make sense. People are not listening to what we're saying. So he takes them to Messiah. Messiah's like, I'm not going to judge them. You judge them, Alma. And so he, Alma's like, okay, Alma prays, and he learns that as long as they repent, they can be part of the church. If they don't repent, then they don't be part of the church. But mm-hmm. there's not really any punishment involved yeah. other than being expunged. Except blotting their names out. Blotting their names out, yes. Um, in blood, probably. Doesn't say that. <laughs> Things are getting worse. As the believers feel like they're being persecuted, um, Messiah says this has to stop. Even worse, some of the worst youths who are doing the persecuting are Alma's son, Alma Jr., mm-hmm. and the sons of Messiah, and they're going around trying to destroy the church, and eventually an angel appears to these five kids. He appears to him and says they're being stupid. Their ancestors didn't work so hard to get them all the way th- here for you guys to be such dicks right now. Sorry. Alma is struggling. <laughs> Mostly apologizing to your mom. Yeah. Sorry, Robin. Uh, You're saying dicks. <laughs> so Alma is struck dumb. Are all of them struck dumb? Is it just Alma? Alma's the only one struck dumb. The rest get yeah, out Yeah, I think they're them. just fine. Actually, I don't even know how many of the rest of them see the angel necessarily. But. It, it says Alma and the people he's with were struck down. Yeah. But yeah, then Alma struck dumb for a long time. The priests pray and fast for him, which is kind of a cool thing since Alma... I yeah. mean, his dad is in charge of the church, but he's the one that's been actively against yeah. it. But they're actually, like, caring about him. Yeah. Um, he awakens, saying that he's repented. He wants to go and build the church with the sons of Mosiah. After four days. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the sons of Messiah really want to go teach the Lamanites. They're like, please, 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 please. And our dad's like, no. I uh, hear bad stuff happens there. I'm not letting my kids go to the land of Lamanites. That's not what this household's about. But then he prays about it and says they can go. Uh, <laughs> Messiah, Messiah translates the, well, so they leave. And then Messiah's still there. And he translates the Jaredite record with the seer stones, mm-hmm. which is two stones affixed to a twig. Mm-hmm. Which we haven't heard about up until this point, right? No. But it says that they've been being passed down. So I kind of wonder. My question is like, where was where they originally come from? Who I, th- got them I first? think that they're the Jaredite stones. I think that that's modern day revelation is their Jaredite stones. So he didn't get them until this record came to him. Also, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because it's kind of it says they've been passed down from generation to generation, generation to be yeah. seers. But I know? think I think they were passed down in the Jaredite generations too, right? Like the brother mm-hmm. of Jared passed those down again and again. Does it mention them in those in the mm-hmm. Book of Ether? Yeah, I think so. And remember that as a reader of the Book of Mormon, we know what happened with Ether because we did it at the front of our podcast. But right. if you're reading the Book of Mormon for the first time, you're like, what, what, what is, is going, going on? on? What are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so he translates it. He's obviously like horrified at what he reads. I mean, it's a really just sad story. He finds ways to be uplifted by it. Yeah, remember well. how <laughs> remember how macabre we thought it, or macabre? I don't know how to say that. Uh, <laughs> we thought it was like the description of like the rotting flesh yeah. and the worms. It's like, yeah. <laughs> this is gross. What is this American Horror Story season seven? <laughs> <Yeah>. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Messiah is now starting to get old and the people want to know who is king next. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we want Aaron. But Messiah is like, yeah, but remember when Aaron was a douche? He could pretty much do that again and be king and that'd be worse if he was a douche and king. <laughs> and you can and say, he's not here. And Aaron's like, yeah, and he's not here. So <laughs> I can say this and not hurt his feelings. Uh, well, also he couldn't be king because he's not there, but. That's true. But, he, um, but yeah, he could talk behind his kids' back. <laughs> yeah. Like Aaron was kind of a dick for a while. You remember that, guys? We like <laughs> he got struck by cool. an angel because <laughs> yeah. he was bad. Um, he says judges would be way better. So the people, he sends out a big memo to everybody saying we should do judges instead because kings, he goes off on kings for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alma Jr., Alma the Younger, is placed as the chief judge. Um, Messiah and Alma both died pr- fairly young, right, for this type of. It says like Messiah was eighty three, or maybe Alma was eighty three, and Messiah was like sixty something. Yeah, I don't know. Is that kind of, do we know? Because there's like b- biblical stuff about people living hundreds of years. Yeah, you know. No, it's not this point though. But not because this, this is around. This is almost from the time of Jesus, right? Right, hundred so years too. That's yeah. eighty is actually like kind of crazy. Okay. Um, but yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah. So that's the end of the record. And that's where we got to, and we'll start with Alma next time. Okay. Well, let's um, get some anger. Yeah. Righteous anger. So, Jordan, what was the law that Mosiah decided to send out uh, to all the people who were being mean to the members of the church? Um, he just said, don't do it. Don't persecute people for their beliefs. Right. Don't persecute people for their beliefs. This started a grand tradition in the Mormon world. I'm sorry, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints world. <laughs> Um, of people feeling like we are persecuted. Now, early church members read this portion about the members of the church of God being persecuted for their beliefs. And definitely they could say one to one that happened there. It's happening to us now. (laughs) Um, so 
both in the Book of Mormon and in the early church, uh, Mormon persecution complex was not a complex. It was just a real thing. They were persecuted. But because it's in our doctrine and it's in our history, members nowadays believe to a crazy extent that almost everything that is happening to us is a persecution to us. And and I don't think this is just... Uh, Mormonism that struggles with this, but I'm sorry. Uh, it's not going to Church stick. Jesus Christ of Latter-day <laughs> Saintism uh, that struggles with this, but all of Christendom, right, that believes they're persecuted when in fact both are not at all. Especially in Utah, we are not persecuted at all. Um, and I think actually the the lesson is about not persecuting anyone for what they believe. And it says that in the chapter It does. Too. I mean, and Mosiah is pretty clear about like, I want everyone to feel equal and he uses the word equal. And so if you're like, oh, social justice warrior. Yeah, Mosiah was a social justice warrior. What really bothers me is a lo- when we look at how the church is treated nowadays, we are treated very, very well. Even the things you could point to and be like Mormon or persecution complex um, saying like, ooh, the Book of Mormon musical is so offensive. It's like, no, it's not. It's really not. This is it's very tame. People really like us. Generally, people really like us. Lots of people didn't want to vote for Mitt Romney because he was Mormon, but those are the mean Christians that didn't like him. Everyone else is like, yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And and most people nowadays, even like, you know, liberals are like, Mitt Romney's kind of cool. We kind of <laughs> like him. People like Mormons. I think we need to let go of this persecution complex thing. No one is is persecuting us for what we believe. The only time we get persecuted for what we believe is gay people persecuting Mormons. But that's not because they're just persecuting us out of nowhere. That's because we've been persecuting them for a long time. <laughs> it's just tit for tat on that one. So uh, this is a very short little rant, but Mormon persecution complex needs to go away. We need to stop thinking of ourselves as attacked and actually think of ourselves as very, very privileged. Um, we talk a lot about white privilege nowadays, and we have a lot of white privilege and a lot of upper middle class privilege. But I would also point out that if we, the church is true and the gospel is true, we are very privileged. We are considered a, a peculiar people. We're the elite, right? Like God has, expects more from us than he expects from anyone else. And so for us to say we're persecuted is kind of like, especially spiritually, no, we are the most blessed. And in fact, that's why we do missionary work is we're trying to share it with everyone else. Acting like the, we've given a... Uh, um, a bad lot in life just kind of rings false. So that's righteous anger about Mormon persecution complex. Nice. I like it. What do you, what do you have to say? about? I do think it's real because BYU should have won more games in the refs, you know, (laughs) just kidding. No, I'm with you. I agree a hundred percent. The only real persecution like that I think is real Mormon persecution is like Baptists really hate us, like truly hate us. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be people that are mean, based on whatever faith i mean every faith has people that are mean to that faith yeah. you know but we don't have an a special a special amount an More extra amount else. yeah that's how i feel so yeah just take mosiah's advice don't persecute people yeah so let's liken some scriptures likening the scriptures okay brian my liking script, i have two lessons mm-hmm. to learn from today okay First one will be short. Second one will also be short. Uh, probably. <laughs> okay. Here's, here's So here's one story, with, and I kind of recapped it in the beginning. The people of Limhi, at the very beginning of the abridgment or of this section, is they decide they're going to fight the Lamanites. And they go and fight, and they all get killed. A lot of them. They get slayed and slew. Mm-hmm. And 
there are lots of widows and wives mm-hmm. crying. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, let's go fight again. They go again. They lose. More widows crying. More wives crying. Okay. They go fight a third time. Also lose. So what I'm surmising and what I agree with is that war is better than hearing your wife cry. <laughs> That one's not, that one, that one, that one, that that one was really off the rails. That's funny, that's funny. <laughs> I didn't see where you're going there, but that's funny. Yeah. Here's the second, second So lesson. that's the first one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where'd you think I was going? I don't know. One? I had to know. It was like, okay. Yeah, you had okay. a weird look on your face, like you're that's, worried. <laughs> I just didn't get it. Okay. Here's, so here's, here's one thing we learned. Um, the dangers of youth in this, in this chapter. Um, so for in our case, we're, we're talking about young millennials and I went off on millennials last time. If you remember, I mm-hmm. said they were like King Noah, Yeah, <laughs> but that wasn't really my, my point was that Noah was good anyway. So uh, let me just show you some of the nonsense I'm talking about. I'm just, I went to Twitter. Okay. I went and just found some tweets from seeing young millennials Yeah, in the church. No, just no, in general. Just in general, okay. So here's one from Sopsy. <laughs> Sopsy said, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to play AC today until I'm productive and do all the other stuff I need to do. But now I'm watching Pretty Little Liars and I can't stop. Wouldn't it be great if an angel came and shut that kid up for four days? <laughs> Four days oh, of silence so from this kid. Oh, that's well, great. Oh, there's more. Okay. Katie. <laughs> up in... <laughs> there's Katie. Up in nearly six hours for work. Yeah, I'm still going to strong... <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I'm ruining it. Okay, up in nearly six hours for work. Yeah, I'm still going strong watching Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> I'm regret this in the morning. Yeah, let's send an angel and shut that Twitter account up. Okay. Uh, Ari says, Paige was actually the worst character on Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> so let's do a couple more. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, here's, here's, here's this guy, Davin, rewatching Pretty Little Liars because I never f- finished watching it in high school. So I think that's, tec- that's technically not rewatching it then, but okay. Yeah, how about an angel goes and shuts them up for four days? Wouldn't that be nice? Like, I just imagine some you know girl saying, "I can't even," and then an angel be like, "But you can even. You can even. You can even." Let's do one more. Okay. These are just random tweets by. You search for pretty little liars. <laughs> Brian, it's been off the air for years. There were 700 <laughs> tweets about Pretty Little Liars today. 700. That's great. Okay, so that's likening the scriptures. Okay, well, that's great. <laughs> that was wonderful. Actually, from now on, when I'm really frustrated with some like young like thing, I'm going to be like, man, I wish an angel would Angels just strike them shut down. shut them up for four days. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> the, orig- the original social media fast <laughs> yeah. is Alma getting shut up for four days. <laughs> And that's the likening. <laughs> that's great. Okay, <laughs> iffy Mormonism. Yeah. 
AP Mormonism. Do you have any AP Mormonism items? I feel bad. Like I want to, we probably should like try to come up with different items about what we're talking about, but to be honest, I was rushing to get through the abridgment, but I will try and chime in about things that you have. Okay. Is that okay? That's great. Um, so, uh, Messiah 21, three, uh, spirit of the law versus the letter of the law. Now they durst not slay them because of the oath that their King had made unto Limhi, but they would smite them on their cheeks. <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, oppression and bigotry usually disguise themselves as lawful and within the rules. So systematic oppression of the people here is just as disgusting as oh, actually hurting people. Yeah. Um, Mosiah 21, five. And now the afflictions of the Nephites were great and there were no, there was no way that they could deliver themselves out of the hands of the Lamanites. They have surrounded them on every side boggles the mind that the Lamanites are the only one with issues of being treated unfair unfairly as this is tyrannical. Like the rest of the book of Mormon, they're like the Nephites are always treating us bad. I'm like, no, uh-huh. <laughs> they just keep running away from you and you keep surrounding <laughs> their cities. Um, if I picture the, it makes it more epic to me. If I picture them like the Lannisters, the Lamanites, the Lamanites like the they're Lannisters. kind of all, like, especially in these chapters, yeah. cause they're like going back on promises yeah. And like, I would also point out, and I'll point this out, um, most of the bad Lamanites, not Lamanites, most of them are Nephites who have been, like defected from being are these, Nephites. Are these what these people are? Or no, no they, these are just normal Lamanites, but like, anyways, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, Mosiah 21.6, and they did afflict the king sorely with their complaints. Therefore, he granted unto them that they should do according to their desires. It's like King's really just given into peer pressure, not a backbone. Also, if the outcome of the situation indicates whether the choices were right, this argues in favor of my assertion that fighting and warring never seems to profit the Nephites. No. They, they shouldn't have gone to war. I mean, anyways, uh, Mosiah 12, 21. Um, yea, they went again the third time and suffered in the like manner. And those that were not slain returned again to the city of Nephi. It's like, give it up. <laughs> they just gotta like stop right. after the second time they're like no we're done right like, let's be bond let's be slaves for a little while and think of something new um mosiah 21 16 uh and it came to pass they began to prosper by degrees in the land and began to raise grain more abundantly in flocks and herds they did not suffer with hunger and the worst of human experience is bondage to be slaves to others. Oppression is a terrible crime, and being oppressed or enslaved is among the world's worst evils. Yet life goes on. You can find happiness while in bondage. I think that it's kind of interesting how just, like, normal their life is once they're in bondage. Like, they, right. they just kind of keep going about their business. That's interesting. Um, Mosiah twenty one twenty three, And the king, having been without the gates of the city with his guard, discovered Ammon and his brethren, and supposing them to be priests of Noah, therefore he caused that they should be taken and bound and cast into prison. And had they been the priests of Noah, he would have caused that they should be put to death. Um, he thought that Ammon was the one that kidnapped the kids. Right. That from before. And I just, I wanted to call out that the actually, the, the stealing of the daughters of the Lamanites became very important. In this <laughs> yeah, we were, we're like, we, we were, were very, way it off, never comes way, back way up off, again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, Mosiah 21, 26. Um, the people thought that the land of desolation, um, the land, uh, or the land of Jared and his brother in Shiz and Coriantumr was Zarahemla. So they thought they were alone. I think that this is really oh, interesting. Yeah. Like when they got up there, they're like, oh, this is where all of our, you know, all the rest of the people of Nephi went and they're all dead and they're all dead. So it's over, you know, that, like that right. is some sad, sad times. And See, like sometimes these little small moments could make like a whole move. Like yeah. that could be like a two-part movie yeah kind of like where the, the end, end of the planet of the apes like, like no there's nothing here <laughs> exactly and then so then like really limhi being so stoked to find out wait you're 
one They're, of us. Yeah, you know? that's exactly. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Messiah twenty one ten. Um, and King Limhi caused that his people should gather their flocks together and sent the tribute of wine to the Lamanites. And all, and he also sent more wine as a present to them. See, uh, you see some of the underpinnings of the word of wisdom here. Really, you start understanding. Like, alcohol will be used against you, right? I mean, how many times are you talked about the word of wisdom where it's like conspiring men in the last days, right? Like, they will make it, it and Satan will use it against you. I think a lot of it comes right. from here. The king of the Lamanites But also... I mean, since they had wine, that means they were drinking wine. Also. I know, and, but but that's not talked about, right? Right. He sends them wine because, and being drunk is the sin, which it yeah. still should be. But um, the king of Lamanites probably like, I like wine. Boys like wine. Girls <laughs> like wine. I like wine. <laughs> Don't you like wine? <laughs> Don't you like wine? <laughs> okay. Um. The Lamanites at a Supreme Court hearing yeah. after this. So where do they go? Where they go? I've uh, never. Have you blacked out? I didn't black I out. I black out. I like wine. They like wine. Where did the people go then? I don't know. Maybe Hillary Clinton can tell you. Yeah, okay. it's not a, on my calendar. They yeah. were still there. <laughs> Political. This is gonna age well. Can't wait to listen to this in twenty years. And be like, who are they talking about? Um, Cool. So, uh, Mosiah twenty one eleven, uh, led by Ammon and his brethren, and they had taken all their gold and silver and precious things and all that they could carry. And after being many days in the wilderness, they arrived in the land of Zarahemla and joined Mosiah's people and became his subjects. And it came to pass that uh, Mosiah received them with joy. And I just think this is some great leave the flock to find the one um, metaphor here. What a successful mission for Ammon. I mean, think of the metaphor. He spent days in jail, like the MTC, uh, <laughs> listened to other people's trials and life story, offered them help, and then eventually saved them. That's I, I really did never appreciate how much of that mission metaphor is there. Yeah. The only thing missing from Amazon, or Amazon, <laughs> from Ammon's mission is baptism, um, which, again, maybe church missions maybe don't have to yeah, have baptisms. Yeah, maybe it's baptisms. not the most important yeah, maybe part. Maybe just serve. Yeah. Uh, but then he said unto them, Behold, it is, this is Mosiah 21, 7. But he, and he said unto them, Behold, it is not expedient that we should have a king, for thus saith the Lord, you shall not esteem one flesh above another. And he said, Already, Alma is better than Nephi. Because <laughs> his people <laughs> said the same thing. And we want you to be king. And he's like, I don't think we should have a king, but okay. <laughs> and Alma's like, no, we're not going to have a king. Um, and then Mosiah 23, 13. Even so, I should desire that you should stand fast in this liberty wherewith ye have made many free, that ye trust no man to be king over you. And this is the beginnings of the do- democracy doctrine in the Book of Mormon. And um, this is also a lot in our church, and we can trace back to this idea that power corrupts, and and it does so to good men. And I think, I think this is really profound and important to understand the way that we should be viewing politics and a lot of, uh, like... Uh, during the Bill Clinton years, during George Bush, even during Obama years, a lot of the kinds of things that would be parroted back at me at church was, yeah, but power really corrupts. Uh-huh. Power really corrupts. And I think I, I think I do believe that now. It's like, yeah, it's just really hard to maintain righteousness when you have that much power. Yeah, and, I agree. And the same way that we look at Lucifer in our church, which is like he wanted to force everyone to do a thing that he thought it would be better that way. And God was kind of like, no, 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 you can't force people to do stuff like you, your your goal is good, and I think most people that abuse power have a good goal. Right. Um. But but they they take it too far, and it ends up having unintended consequences. Yeah. So I just think that's the beginning of that kind of understanding in these chapters of like we've just had like you said a wicked king. Now we're gonna go into democracy, and then we're gonna even see how the 
the power of democracy will be corrupted. Right. So, well, I think it goes, I mean, not to do Lord of the Rings references, but the kind of the idea of the ring of power yeah. that's even called is that mm-hmm. you can't wear it for super long or it's going to eat you away. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So I think that is kind of, I think that's not even just something in our scripture, but it's just something that is a theme. But it's throughout. not, a, it's not a theme in the Bible. Oh, power in the Bible is worshiped. Interesting. I think the Book of Mormon is one of the only ones that's like, no, like we can have power, but that that's not everything. You have to be able to be, be willing to give up. It's a very American idea. And that's why I think like Joseph Smith was considered this like, oh, here's an American take on the Bible. And it is. It's very much like, yeah, power is important, but only in small doses and only for a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, Messiah 23, 14. Um, and also trust that uh, one no one to be your teacher nor your minister except to be a man of God walking in the ways and keeping his commandments. Leaders are supposed to be a good man. You hear this, Trump fans? They're supposed to be good men. You're supposed to put good men in leadership positions in the church, in the government. It is not just about what they can do. It is about their nature itself. Nice. Um, yes. Mosiah 23, 31 through 32. And behold, they found that those priests of King Noah in a place they called Amulon, and they had begun to possess the land of Amulon and begun to till the ground. Now, the name of their leader of those priests was Amulon. Um some serious shit's about to go down. <laughs> uh, and the Lamanites had compassion on Amulon and their brethren, and they don't destroy them because of their wives. And I was like, these wives got Stockholm syndrome. They were literally, literally kidnapped. Or they weren't kidnapped, and they were completely fine being like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, they're like, get down. me <laughs> out of here. <laughs> um, I have a new hot take. Uh, Mosiah twenty three thirty nine, And it came to pass that the king of the Lamanites had granted unto Amulon that he should be the king and ruler over his people who were in the land of Helam. Nevertheless, he should have no power to do anything contrary to the will of the king of the Nephites or the Lamanites. Amulon is the true villain of most of the story so far, actually. He, he pushed Noah towards killing Abinadi, right? He's yeah. part of that group. Uh-huh. Burned Noah in the wilderness, kidnapped the Lamanites, joined the Lamanites, and now is set to rule over his former countrymen. He's oh, the worst. He's uh he's which the the guy that they think kills the kids and the one that gets his loins cut off. What? In what what are you talking about? In the in uh, Game of Thrones. Oh <laughs> He's that guy. Which guy? What are you the talking about? The one that about? gets his he gets it sawed off by the dang it, what's his name? He was a Stark, but he betrays him. Oh he Theon. Theon. He's Theon. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean I think worse than Theon. Well, he, doesn't, he never redeems himself, yeah. yeah. Um, but he gets put in charge of that place. Of that place, that's true, yeah. Uh, very Theon-esque. Uh, Mosiah 24.3, and now the name of the king of the Lamanites was Laman. I was like, you really don't have to tell us that. You, <laughs> it <laughs> says after his father, who was also After Laman. his father, yes, we know, we know. But maybe the people writing this like had forgot that. They're like, and his name was Laman. And they're called the and Lamanites. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> What do we call our kings? Oh, Nephi? Oh, okay. I get what's going on. <laughs> I think it is crazy to point out that we're 500 years past since Nephi now, so that's like us looking back on the 1600s, yeah, Not even 1500s. like Washington, King, uh, George Washington. I know. It it's like cra- more... So it's crazy that this much time, because I think a lot of times we read this and we, we well, recognize the year marks, but putting it in relation to like our civilization. Well, and, and it's King Mosiah and King Noah. So at some point they're like, we're ditching the Nephi thing. It's too confusing. But the Lamanites are like, no, we're sticking with it. Lamanites. And in the morning, the Lord caused a deep sleep to come upon the Lamanites. This is Mosiah 24. Yea, and all their taskmasters were in a profound sleep. And I'm like, man, God roofied the Lamanites. (laughs) Watch out for your drinks, Lamanites. (laughs) 
Not again. Not again. <laughs> I've slept too long. I've slept too long. Okay. Uh, Mosiah 25.5. I like, I like wine. I like wine. I like wine. What are you talking yeah. about? Mosiah 25.5. And it came to pass that Mosiah did read and caused to be read the records of Zenith. And like, what a crazy story to listen to. This is like the first binge watch. They're like, and then, oh my, and then, like, yeah, it's I mean, crazy. imagine all the feelings you had of all of the last couple of episodes of this show of like, wow, this is nuts. Yeah. And being like with those people being like, that's what you went through. And now you're, this is and you then, right here. You're here. <laughs> uh, you could say they're really in a binge mode. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Mosiah 25, 8 through 9, um, for they knew not what to think, for when they beheld those that had been delivered out of bondage, they were filled with exceedingly great joy. And again, when they thought of their brethren that had been slain by the Lamanites, they were filled with sorrow and even shed many tears. So I said you could say the Nephite review of this story was, I laughed, I cried, I... <laughs> it's like the... What, fa- what it's is a f- this? Never mind. <laughs> no, tell me the reference. The, I laughed, I cried is like a famous thing to say after you see something. Oh. I laughed, I cried... Like after you see an Am Sandler movie, yeah, <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> Mosiah twenty five fourteen, and now it came to pass that when Mosiah had made an end of speaking and reading to the people, he desired that Alma should also speak to the people. And I just want to point out, this is a moment in time where there are dual prophets, one leading the church, the other leading another church, um, two prophets at the same time in history. Oh yeah, just, yeah. just to point uh-huh. out that it's never like just one. And, and everyone's like, well, yeah, 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 the apostles are prophets. No, no, no. This is the leader of the church. Yeah. There are two leaders of the church. Right. Mosiah um, 26, 3, and now because of their unbelief, they could not understand the word of God and their hearts were hardened. This is the youth. I said, but if the reason the people believed was due to their life experience and hearing King Benjamin speak and the spirit testifying of the truthfulness of those words, can we really blame the rising generation for this unbelief? I, I just... This is, it starts getting into like a a place here. Like, why would we expect the the younger generation to immediately just uh, believe what their parents say? Right. Like, the same way we shouldn't expect the Lamanite children to immediately be like, yeah, the Nephites totally screwed us over. It's like, well, figure it out for yourself. And I like that our church now says that, but when people go wayward, um, I would, and I think I point out like, Alma and uh, Alma the elder is not exact. Did not exactly have this great life. He had a lot of hardship. Same with Mosiah. They, they had a lot of hardship. Alma and Mo- Ammon di- or Alma and the sons of Mosiah didn't. They didn't yeah. have that hardship. Uh-huh. And then they'll they'll come to find that hardship. In fact, Alma the younger will have much more hardship than his father did. But it's hard to have that conversion without a trial. So yeah, anyways. I agree with that. And then I will confess unto them what I never knew them, that they shall depart into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And I was like, that I don't like the hell stuff. <laughs> but the first thing that came to my mind about the hell thing was spooky Mormon hell dream. <laughs> um, and again, this is the spirit world, right? Because we don't believe in hell of an actual place. It's just like a state of being, right? Right. Yeah. But they, they might not understand this no, right now. For sure. And this is same with what Abinadi was saying. Like, yeah, okay. Limited, <laughs> limited light knowledge. Um, therefore I say unto you, go and whosoever transgress against me, this is Mosiah 26, him shall ye judge according to the sins which he has committed. And if he confesses sins before me and repenteth in sincerity of his heart, him shall ye forgive and I will forgive him also. And it's like, this is the beginnings of the church disciplinary system. Um, this is where a lot of the doctrine for that comes from. Um, uh, I don't, I'm not crazy about the church disciplinary no. system, but... 
But yeah, that's definitely that's in there. where it is. Yeah, yeah. right there. <laughs> uh, Messiah twenty-seven one through two, and now it came to pass that the persecutions which were inflicted on the church by the unbelievers became so great that the church began to murmur. And it came to pass that King Mosiah sent a proclamation throughout the land uh, that there should be no, uh, not be any unbeliever persecute any of those who belong to the church of God. I said, maybe emphasize that the church shouldn't pers- persecute non-believers as well, because it kind of sounds like they are. Um, and then the next next verse is, and there was a strict command throughout all the churches that there should be no persecutions among them, that there should be equality among all men. I said, hear that alt-right Mormon Twitter. Um, <laughs> you're just not supposed to persecute other people for their beliefs, including if, if you think they're wrong. You just, you, it's not, a, yeah. it's not okay. Messiah 27, 8 and now the sons of Messiah were numbered among the unbelievers. And also one of the sons of Alma was numbered among them. He being called Alma after his father. First of all, is Ammon a son of Mosiah? He is, right? Yeah, I he's thought so, not, right? He's not a bad one, though. Oh, he's not mentioned in there? He is mentioned later, but Ammon just went and saved all those people. So he's not... Oh, is it a different oh, Ammon? Oh, oh. Are there so, two Ammons? Wait, is he... So when they mentioned the four names of the Mosiah kids here, yeah. what does it say? It doesn't. I don't know. I, do, I don't have it. I just have my notes. Up. But it says it's like there's Omner. It's, yeah. It lists no, a- Ammon's in that list. But he, but he couldn't have been. No. So it's a different Ammon. So is there one Ammon that goes and does a, a mission, and then the other Ammon that goes? I mean, we'll get to it. But it goes and cuts off arms, anyways. To be was to be Ammon Messiah's the one that goes to the people of Limhi? That's Messiah's son. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, he asks his dad to go find him. Right. He's like, let is me go it, find him. Is it? That's what I remember. I know he goes and asks him, but I don't know if that's his. You're probably right. Here's what I'm realizing. These stories are so much better, but I get why people only remember them. Even people read the Book of Mormon over and over. They only remember the Nephi one because it's such a melodrama. It's so yeah. like cut and dry. Yeah. This, this one's crazy. It's yeah. so much better, but I'm starting to understand why that story is always like. Well, maybe you understand why they keep asking us to read it again. They're like, no, yeah. no, you guys are, you've, you've skipped over some of the parts. They're important. <laughs> um. I said, oh, but but more about these uh, wicked kids. Pride cycle. Alma the Elder judges those that are unbelievers. After he and Amulon sat on the same wicked court as Noah, now his son rebels along with Mosiah's kids, and we're like, why, guys? Why are you doing that? I don't know. <laughs> um, Mosiah 28, uh, 17. Um, now Mosiah had finished translating these records. Behold, it was given an account of the people that were destroyed. This is Ether. Um, Mosiah 28. Um the prophethood is passed from Mosiah to Alma the Younger. Never was with Alma, right? Like, this is a, and again, this is like Mosiah is giving all of the records to Alma the Younger. Right. So that's like one of those rare non son to uh, father to son passing. So Alma is not considered, Alma the Elder is not considered a, like a prophet then. Well, right? he is, but is he's, he? not, he's not the king. Right. right. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. and then Alma is going to be the king, but then he's like, no, 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 let's not do kings. Right. So again, I just think clear lines of secession on prophethood not clear from the Book of Mormon. No. So when everyone's like, everyone should have known to follow Brigham, or everyone should have known to follow Joseph uh, Smith Jr., it's like, well, there's there's, there's no clear. Who, line. And you would say who has the record, and they'd be like, well, Moroni has the record. So, <laughs> um. Mosiah 21, uh, 29, 22, for behold, he has his friends in iniquity and he keepeth his guards about him and he teareth up the laws of those who have reigned in righteousness before him and he trampleth under the feet the commandments of God. This is about a, a wicked king. Who does that sound like to you? Do you want 
you want me to get political it's right Trump. now? Trump. <laughs> yes. That is a that is a description of of Donald J. Trump. Um, if your higher judges do judge righteous judgments, you shall cause that the small number of your lower judges should be gathered together. This is about um, and that they shall judge your higher judges. So this is checks and balances, right? Uh-huh. Um, again, really cool. Um, best scripture in the, all of the Book of Mormon, right here. Mosiah twenty nine thirty two. And now I desire that this iniquity, uh, this not this iniquity. And now I desire that this inequality should be no more in this land, especially among this my people. But I desire that this land shall be a land of liberty, and every man may enjoy the rights and privileges alike. It's the best scripture in the Book of Mormon. And 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 no wonder Joseph Smith was against slavery. Right. That's an easy win from the Book of Mormon. Um, and then I love this, this scripture, uh, this is an epic scripture, Mosiah 29:44, and thus commenced the reign of the judges throughout the land of Zarahemla among all the people who were called Nephites and Alma was the chief and first judge. And for some reason, I imagine it read by Morgan Freeman in my head. <laughs> and thus commenced the reign of the judges throughout the land of Zarahemla. And there go the penguins. <laughs> It's a terrible yeah. impression. It must. I'm. I was looking that up while you were talking. Mm-hmm. It has to be different. Am, Ammon. It's got to be right. But when you when you search Ammon, only that's the son of Messiah. I, I think up. much like the the wilderness daughters thing of the judges or the the judges of King Noah that we were confused. I think in the in further chapters it will be explained. Okay. So. We'll I seek, just need because we'll if, if he's a son of Mosiah, it didn't. It doesn't make sense for him to have two sons named Mosiah or two Ammon? sons Ammon. Yeah, yeah. that's really interesting. <laughs> okay, um, let's three degrees of glory. Three degrees of story. Okay. Uh, I'll start with one of mine. Yeah. Uh, getting the Lamanites drunk to sneak by them is pretty... It's like an Indiana Jones type <laughs> yeah. thing to do to the yeah. bad guys. <laughs> we'll get them it does feel up. very, like, non-part of the story. Kind of like this weird, like, what? Are we in a cartoon now? <laughs> Gideon's like, I've always wanted to do this. Yeah. Um, so that part was one of my faves. Mm-hmm. What's one of your faves? Uh, my fave is the god putting a curse of sleep on them. Which just feels... <laughs> Like, it couldn't have just been like that. There's got to be more to that story. Yeah. That's why I said God roofied them, because it's like, no, they, people, not, not, entire civilizations don't just go, oh, I'm going to call it a night tonight. I'm sure, I'm sure there was more of an explanation for that. Um, other favorite part of the story was when Mosiah and all of the people are together and they're like, hey, you're Molochites. You are the people of Limhi. We're Alma. And we have, you know, the Jaredite records. Let's all just be called Nephites because there's not a lot of Nephites. <laughs> it'd be super we, good for us. We, yeah, like, it'd be really <laughs> awesome. Really, it, the Nephites are kind of imperial in that way. They're like, yeah, let's just all be Nephites. And right. we'll all call ourselves people of Nephi. No, actually, I really like that they're, like, all together. It makes me feel good for all of them because it feels like a part. They're so alone. Yeah. This is like an empty world because it really is a new land. Right. It's an empty world and they're all alone and now they're together and that makes me happy. Yeah, I thought that was cool. So. Um, another of my favorite part is coming from our discussion because the fact that it was the daughters of the Lamanites that went out to meet them. Yeah. They're like, wait, we're looking for you. What are you doing here? <laughs> well. <laughs> Don't be mad. <laughs> got married. <laughs> Had some kids. 
and they're, he's not half bad. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. they did murder that guy in the wilderness, but you hated him too. Hate, they're on your side. Let's yeah. just we're, let's have a family gathering. Uh, so that part's that part's crazy to me now. I really hope that we learn. I think we do learn more about Emulon, but I hope that guy dies a terrible death. He's the worst. Yeah, he sucks. He's the worst. But he's. His wife must have liked him. <laughs> Some, maybe she. Yeah, she was like, only like ten years old, but fine. Okay. <laughs> He's so brave. <laughs> okay, what's your third one, Bry? That was my third one. Did you three? Yeah, I thought I did three. You only did two. Oh, um, I like the the proclamation to stop persecuting people. I mean, that's my number one, actually. Yeah. This whole. So like, don't treat people bad. Like, don't persecute them for what they believe. It and it and it lays the foundation for a lot of the problems with Nephi culture in the, in the later part of these chapters of the Book of Mormon because, um, because the 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 freedom to get to choose what you believe does make things messy. But that's what's beautiful about it. Right. And I I would point out the exact same thing is true of the plan of happiness. Which is like, God, let us come here. We get to choose what we get to choose. And it's going to be really messy. And it's going to suck for a lot of it. That's fine. And I would just say that everyone that wants to tell other people how to be, how gay people should be, how you should be voting, like, no. People get to have different opinions than you. People get to have different uh, morals than you. You do not get to legislate. Well, I mean, you shouldn't be able to legislate <laughs> your morality on other people. And I think that the Book of Mormon does a good job of showing why. Because right. th- it just takes one bad king. Actually, we're living through that right now. It takes one bad king to make it really, really bad. Well, I was listening. I was listening to a podcast today, and it was so. What's crazy is that, like, toward the end of Obama's presidency, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just got distant. Like, uh, like things just never get better, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, Obama was supposed to be this great hope. Mm-hmm. But then you saw just how much he was holding everything yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> when we joined. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he didn't do much. And oh, wait. Uh, oh, he wait. did a lot. Okay. It's so much. Yeah. So that's crazy. I also like that. Um, I like the, the just the story arc of, like, them going through all this hard stuff and then the kids not being able to relate with it. Yeah. To me, that's really interesting as far as an and, arc of a story. And I it do seems think like, a lot of the people whose kids are leaving the church right now would be good to read the Book of Mormon and realize, oh, they've not had to go through a lot of this, right? I actually think, like, our grandparents, I think I've told you this before, our grandparents went through World War II, right? And some and sometimes of the Depression, even, if you get that far back. Right. They thought the world was effed. And so then they tried to build a society of like, no, we're going to make a great place where everyone can just be cool. And their kids didn't really understand hardship, but they were like, why would I question it? It's fine. Now uh, come us. Now we're the, we're once removed of like, yeah, but it kind of seems like the world's messed up. Right. And they're like, no, 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 it's great. And our grandparents would be like, no, it's bad. We're just pretending for everyone else. It's, <laughs> it's bad out there. It's been bad for a while. They right. murdered millions of Jews. Like right. it was bad. Um, but our parents never appreciated the how bad. And we're living through it being bad again, but our parents don't want to see that. I'm not saying our parents, but that generation of people. Yeah, that's really The boomer generation doesn't want to see it. And so a lot of the people who are leaving the church are doing it because they're like, I don't see how the church is helping with this. But similar to how Ammon and Alma, I think, come back, I think those people will come back. Not because it's true. I mean, I think it is true, but not because it's true, but because they'll realize, oh, this is actually a vehicle to help make the world better. And the, and the Mormon church at its best is that it's trying to make the world a better place right. at its worst. It's persecuting other people for what they believe. Yeah. So we've got to be, that's the reason we want people to stay. That's the reason I want to stay is I want to make the church what it should be, which is trying to help make the world a better place. Uh-huh. So, 
Okay. I like that. Um, Title of Liberty. Title of Liberty. <laughs> okay, Jordan, who won the the week for you? Okay, I'll start off my losers. Yeah, who's your losers? Uh, it's the Lamanites. Okay. Because they were just like an Elmer Fudd trying to catch that rascally rabbit. <laughs> like, they're just, <laughs> like, it's just a comedy of errors. <laughs> like, oh, we drank too much, yeah. and they're gone. That actually would be a really good idea for a comedy of, like, the Lamanites that let, let both of those yeah. people go. <laughs> <laughs> and then they find him, and they're like, okay, we caught you. Can you tell us how to get back? <laughs> really lost now that you told us we're gonna enslave you yeah yeah it's, so it's, to me, it's uh it's great they seemed it feels like a um it feels like a episode of curb your enthusiasm it, it does it, like like at the very end where he's like we're actually gonna enslave you boom 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 <laughs> but and also this is the first part where lamanites to me i don't they seem actually like pretty evil. Yeah, they're bad. In this part, like yep. there's nothing really redeemable. They're always chasing them and then put them in slave. Like, yeah, not but, much. Redeeming. But I would point out, like Amulon is part of that. He convinces the the and Amulon is not a Nephite or a Lamanite. He's a Nephite. No, I agree. I'm just saying in previous other chapters we can kind of see where they're coming from. Yeah, and not stuff, anymore. You know, they're, and that's why that whole like oh. They're always persecuting us, those Nephites. No, no, they just want to get away from you, Lamanites, guys. <laughs> okay, you want me to do my winner, too? Yeah, who's your winner? Uh, my winner is uh, Mosiah, because he has, like, two groups of friends show up that he didn't think <laughs> were going to show up. He was so pumped. <laughs> and they show up, like, really close together, too. It's within days, right? Like, yeah. this one group shows up, and it's always like, what? <laughs> All my friends? <laughs> to me, I just felt happy for him. Uh, okay, loser for me. Uh, Gideon, because they all get together. Everyone's together. They're like, we got, we got Mosiah, we got Alma, we got Limhi. Everyone's like getting <laughs> to talk to the people and and do stuff. And they're like, Gideon's like, I literally came up with every single part of this plan. <laughs> Did like, they not both escapes. Him at all? No. <laughs> and then we well, learn. We, next yeah, chapter. next chapter's not good for Gideon. <laughs> next chapter's not good. Actually, you were being judgmental of him, and now I'm like, Gideon was the idea guy. He's like, no, listen, wait, we'll kill Noah. Okay, wait, listen, we'll leave the city. We'll get him drunk. <laughs> and he didn't actually have the daughters like I thought. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we were all wrong. Uh, the winner has to be Amulon. This dude, this dude has got out of every situation <laughs> that was true. like almost going to die. And then he like becomes the king of his people again. <laughs> Like, he could have set this whole thing up with a deal with the devil to be like, I want to have King Noah's job, but I don't want anyone to question why. And it's like, okay, well, here's all the machinations that will make that happen That's for amazing. you. That's amazing. That's really true. That's true. So, because he just ends up being King Noah. He's there under the control of the Lamanites. He is ruling over his people. It's not, and, right. and it says it makes very clear, like, and he has nothing to do with the Lamanite king. He has no, like, authority with the Lamanites. Right. But he gets, uh, like... He's Samuel Jackson's character from Django Unchained. <laughs> He's the house slave. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's so bad. So. Yeah. But those are good ones, Bri. Very good. Well, do you have anything else to talk about today? Now, do we get any uh, epistles? No, we got no epistles. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. People keep listening to the show, though. We hit our 300th listener on our uh, first episode. Nice. That's not... This is Sparta. <laughs> What? 300. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, 
so that's not an inc- inconsequential amount of people. No, and, it's and every normal. episode is like pretty close to like getting there as well. So I don't know, guys. People are listening. Like, just, if you're scared to tweet at us, I guess all the women can't tweet at us right now. <laughs> uh, Boys club. Yeah. Do you quickly want to talk about conference? Uh, do you? Uh, I, yes. I just have one thing to say. It is okay to believe and sustain the brethren as leaders of our church and as prophets, seers, and revelators, and think they're wrong. Not wrong in like a, they're trying to lead us astray way, but just like they're people, they're wrong. Yeah. And I think sometimes uh, on the gay issue, well, not sometimes, almost always, we're wrong. We're, we're just wrong. It's, it's, it's as simple as listen to the spirit. What does the spirit tell you is, is true? And when you think about people who are struggling with LGBTQ issues in the church, not struggling, that there's no struggle of being LGBTQ, but being LGBTQ and in the church... The spirit should testify to you that we need to love these people, and we can figure out the 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 details of how they like fit into God's kingdom, which is not something we should be worried about anyway. We should just want them at church with us and healthy and not killing themselves. So it, they're just the brethren are wrong on this, and I don't think they're wrong because of any fault of their own. They grew up in a different time. They're not able to comprehend why they're wrong, but they are. Right. And and in fifty years, if anyone's listening to podcasts at this time, they'll be like, that was a thing. The people were thought that gay people were less than or was somehow like not allowed in our church. Right. We'll look back on that in horror. I am with you. So I hope that's my hope. At least you think we're going to digress on an issue. Well, that's the, not how the church works, but it wasn't Twitter just so depressing. Yeah. There's but, so many people. That's what worries me. I'm like, yeah, but that's more, what I think the church the just doubles, moment. doubles down. And you know, I, I agree with you. That I think that's, I mean, I don't have a, a knowledge that that's what's going to be, but yeah. to me, that makes sense. The direction you're saying, I just think in a church that's all about eternal progression and continuing revelation, we'll just continue to get thorough and light knowledge. And, and I can't imagine that further light knowledge is like, yeah, they're bad. Yeah. I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah. um, I think science will help us too. Like as soon as we can really point to like why people are gay. And I think what will end up happening is like, cause it happens in nature all the time. There's probably a reason. There's probably a biological reason they're gay. And then it's like, okay, so God did make them this way, which I think they're getting close to. So if they're, if God did make them this way, can't we just like accept that and say these people are gay? It's okay. Right. Like, no, because they can't be married. It's like, well, we know they can be sealed because men can get sealed to men. So we know that's possible. Uh, we cannot care. Oh, but they, they're having sex outside of wedlock. Well, if they're married, then that's not true. I think the thing is they think gay sex is just wrong. It's just wrong. Which I'm like, it's not. It's really not. No. And and so I don't understand the the point of any of this anymore, of like thinking it hurts marriages, it doesn't. Of thinking it's it's somehow against our doctrine for a man to be sealed to a man or a woman to be sealed to a woman. It's not. It's happened before. Probably happen again. Right. I just don't think there's an argument. It has nothing to do with the gospel. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So I, I, I Elder Oaks' talk was... I'm not going to say uninspired because whatever he, he's a prophet. I'm not. I just can tell you that the spirit testified to me that that was not true. Yeah. Not. And to a lot of people. Yeah. Like the, the a very large amount of people. And that's okay. That's why I guess my, my, my final point is it's okay if the brethren are wrong and they're still leaders of our church. It's not, doesn't prove anything about them being right. It doesn't prove anything about the church being un- not true. Right. That's just how it is. It's been like that ever since Brigham Young said that we're going to, that no man would ever set foot on the moon or that the moon was made of cheese. You know, like that. Did he say it was made of cheese? Yes, he did. He said it was made of cheese. <laughs> so. I hope that he's right. On, <laughs> on that happy note. <laughs> we'll see you next thanks, time. Thanks listeners. See you next time. <laughs>